Carry Anywhere. We are your hosts and hopefully your new bookish pals. I'm Hannah MacDonald. And I'm Lydia Clare. Welcome to our little New Year soiree. Soiree. I'm going to call it a soiree. <laughs> it's um, the 4th of Jan, we're not quite with know, it. I know, we're not with it. We've, we've, we've barely slept and we're just attempting to function really. We're surviving on a piece of toast and a cup of tea. Yeah. That's what's happening. <laughs> but we are making it our 2023 goal to slip in some new episodes for you bookends of our OG episodes because our Christmas special episode did so well and you all seem to really enjoy um, seeing just the two of us chat and as much as we love interviewing all the authors and stuff, we thought we would try and bring you a few mini-sodes um, of us just talking shit, because apparently you like that. And let's face it, you're all just coming for me. Um, <laughs> rude, Burke. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here, it's the 4th of Jan. Mm. Lydia, how was your Christmas period, Scrooge? Uh, yeah, I'm glad it's over. I, I did text Hannah on Boxing Day and said, is it too early to take my tree down? <laughs> And it is, it was. <laughs> I took mine down yesterday and I'm very sad about it. I held on, I held on for a couple more days. Unacceptable, yeah. Lydia. <laughs> um, what was your favourite book that you were bought? Oh, that I was bought. Um, probably I got Touching the Void by Joe Simpson, which is a very exciting book. I've already read it. Of course you have. I was like, of course excited. you have. It's very it's short. Quite a short one, isn't it? It's yeah. a short one. Yeah. Um, and it, it's basically, it's a true story about a climber that goes with his friend up a mountain, gets into difficulty and breaks his leg. And it's about the story of how, thrilling. how he gets down. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's so good. It's like 127 hours without the armour. Nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and about his friend trying to lower him down the mountain. And oh. at one point he has to get, they get to a point where it's n- impossible for him to carry on. And it's about the decision his friend makes to let him die. Continue down the mountain, <laughs> basically. It's a lot more nuanced than that. But um yeah, it's fantastic. And adaptation. If you love an adaptation, the documentary version of the novel, it's called Touching the Void, is one of the best climbing documentaries, like climbing disaster documentaries, and it's available on Netflix now. Gorgeous. Nice move on it. Here she is. <laughs> It's available on Netflix now. It's basically because sorry, is that a paid collab? <laughs> every time I because if it's it. not, then we're cutting it because I'm not having that. Every time I Netflix are out here making millions and we're <laughs> surviving every on a piece of toast in Netflix. Come on! <laughs> every time I mention it to people, though, people have never heard of it, so I've got really good at the pitch. <laughs> really working hard for that pitch. I, I really might, am. I might watch it. Yeah, but I don't know if I can handle the stress. It, it is very stressful. But it's great. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, and I was thinking, would you lead me up the mountain? If you thought that I was down a crevasse and was unhelpable, I wouldn't be able to. Really? Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't. I'd leave you. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Literally so savage. We are what? We've been recording for three minutes and you're telling me quite openly. You said that with your chest? Yeah, but I will leave you to die. But I've read the book. When you read the book, you understand why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy, New Year. Happy New Year, kids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Well, I was really pleased that I finally got my hands on a copy of Love and Virtue oh by Diana Reed. I'm thrilled about this. We don't get enough Australian lit. I'm sorry, but we don't. We don't. 
we don't get enough of it. And I'm sick of seeing all these Australian bookstagrammers raving about these books that they've got hold of. And I'm like, that's great. I'm really happy for you guys. But we got it. Like, do you know what I mean? £20 postage. It's not acceptable. It's not. Not for a paperback. So (laughs) I finally got my hands on a copy of Diana Reed's Love and Virtue because... Waterstones on Dean's Gate seemed to have it in for me and just didn't provide the goods. Did you so, ask to order in though? No, no, because I want to find it on the shelf. Mm. I'm sorry that I'm that person, but <laughs> so my sister got got me that, and uh, today Lydia gave me a gorgeous special edition of the Marriage Portrait mm. because she is a bookseller now. Did you know everyone? <laughs> Um, so you know bookseller perks that she can get a special Special copy ordered for me it was really exciting because I wasn't expecting her to get me that so yeah that is my exciting news exciting (laughs) Exciting book news I've loved seeing everybody's books so on like bookstagram and stuff me too looking at what people have got I always feel like it's fascinating what people get yeah yeah. Like what they think you'll like. Mm. I always find that. It's risky people. though. It's risky buying for somebody that's like a big reader. I get a lot of vouchers, by the way. Nice. Just don't nice. <laughs> I would prefer that because it's something to look forward to. And I mean, would I prefer that? No, because I've got a wish list. I've done my family and friends and boyfriend a solid. And I've yeah. <laughs> You've like, put a wish list together of books that. I haven't got on once. I deliberately don't look at your wish list. That's fair. I just that's don't. fair. But you know most of what I've got <laughs> anyway. I, I know up. your shelves. So you don't need to. So shall we start off by mm. talking about our top five of last year? Oh my goodness. Top doing. five of 2022. Are we going to count down like five, four, three, two, one? No, because guess what? I'm not numbering them. That's too difficult. You're asking for too much. Oh, I could number them. But all right. All right. Well, you can do that no, then. I okay. No, I no, no, go on. You really no, want to do it. You look desperate. No, I'm tired. <laughs> okay. Well, what was your top book of the year? My top Of 2022. Book. What was your top book? It was. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Seven. <gasps> Which I haven't read yet. But I've just given it to you, so you've got you to have, read it. yes. It was incredible. And I read it in December. Like, it was like the last minute. Slotted in there. book of the year. Stop, that's amazing. It was unbelievable, honestly. And I know everybody's raving about it, and it's probably been shoved down your neck a million times. But Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, it is just so beautiful written it's full of pathos full of comedy full of just excellent plotting lovely like ways to play with format and style and the characters are just amazing and you have said that if you're not a gamer it doesn't matter no don't Bobby Palmer said the same thing didn't he like it's like it's fine if you're not a gamer like you don't need to be there is a section that is that is done from the perspective of being inside a game mm. which is so cool but it's not you do not have to know how to play a game to understand the concept and it's very much just about friendship and about bonding over something that that you both love it's not you don't go into the nitty gritty detail of like how to create a game develop a game anything like you don't need to know anything about that it's just about these people and it just that. so happens to be their job. Love that. Um, but yeah, what about you? You got a top top. My, top book. I do actually have a top book. My top book of the year was *To Paradise* by Hanya Yanagihara. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. It was a masterpiece, and I think it's well worth your time. Even though huge books like that terrify the living daylights out of me, I was so worried about starting that book. It was huge, and it was so like daunting. Mm-hmm. 
but it is well worth your time. It's incredible. You know, the book's split into three parts and there's something for kind of everybody in there. You know, there's historical fiction in there. There's dystopian, which is very much appealed to me. Mm. There is, I don't know, it's just, it's great. And the characters are so, like, they're so nuanced mm. and messy and complex and just so well written. The grandfather in book two alone is just, <laughs> loved him. But it is just such a brilliant book. And you can find our episode on to Paradise with our full conversation mm-hmm. on it in the link in our show notes. <clears throat> and it is true that the line, David, is the uh, best line in the history yeah. of the world. And also, Hanya Nagahara is such a gorgeous person. Yes. I loved going to watch her chat to our Lord and Saviour, Simon Savage. Mm-hmm. I loved... God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> we pray to one God and one God only. <laughs> And yeah, I I thought that conversation was great at the little event that we went to in Manchester. Mm. It was great. And she was just so lovely when we got her to sign our books and we got to chat to her. And she gave me some question that I so desperately wanted. So I was very pleased with that. And yeah, I just, I love that book so much. It's got a very special place in my heart. Yeah. I'm very surprised that a book that big actually is my favourite book of the year because... You've got big book fear. I do. But that's just telling you that I need to get over it because yeah, you do. Some of the best books I've ever I feel it. like they, they if they're done well, they're so immersive that mm. you don't want them to end. That you're yeah. happy that there's a thousand pages coming up. Bookends, I have recently started making a huge pile of all of my small books that I've got in the house because I'm desperate to cut down my TBR. So actually it's probably best that I have big book fear right now because I'm trying to cut down my TBR and if I dedicate a ton of time to one huge book. Yeah, We've got one book to read for April, guys, and it's a thousand pages. Guys, honestly, it's a thousand, I'm terrified. It's going to be great, the episode, because <laughs> it, I really feel like the author is a great person to talk to. But honestly, like, why write so much? I'm why? scared. I'm scared. Scared, guys. <laughs> so give us another highlight of your 2022 reading. Our Wives Under the Sea. Oh, yeah, another the queen. pair of bookends. Julia Ranfield is ridiculously talented and I don't know how she managed to create such a vivid and immersive story in such a short number of pages. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, amazing. And I was completely, like, sucked into the story. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't put the book down, physically couldn't put it down and didn't want to. And the chapters are short and... You get to see the perspectives of two characters, which I love. And yeah, it's just amazing. I, I really, really loved it. And mm-hmm. I think it's well worth a read as well. Um, We'll also link to that episode. I'm not just here to promote the podcast, <laughs> although it sounds like it. But yeah. But if you've not... That was another good one. You've also not read Salt Slow by Julia Ranfield. You loved that, didn't you? Like, you really need to get on it because it's such a wonderful short story collection. And it is very much a companion piece to Our Wives. Oh. Ooh. Very much so. Similar in themes, similar in in a lot of a lot of ways. I love that. Um, and it, it definitely feels like a precursor to it. So it's really, really good. Gorgeous. Fabulous. What was another good one for you? Three Women by Lisa Tadeo. Excellent choice. Um, Wait, I need to just backtrack. Go on. Rewind to Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Mm. Have I told you that it's been adapted? Oh, bloody hell. Here we go. It's been adapted. Hi. Uh, can we do an adaptation series? No. Bookends, if you want an adaptation series, please let us know because Lydia's against it and I am obviously for it. So <laughs> the more I can get on side with me, the more we can persuade her. <laughs> Maybe 
maybe we can do a chatty one. Maybe we can chatty one about adaptation. Just do a whole adaptation oh series, please. The desperation. <laughs> anyway, yes, three women, three women also being adapted. Yes. There you go. <laughs> what was that? I was told by you. Adaptation. And I went into that. First of all, I thought it was fiction until you told me it was fiction. Yes. <laughs> and then, so I went into it like I have no idea what this book's going to be. Oh god, it's um, incredible. The way that Lisa plays with style mm. and perspective yeah. in the writing of this is unbelievable. The stories themselves are just, I mean, if you're looking for a piece of, of feminist nonfiction, give mm. it a read because it's women's like lives. Um, but I really want to reread it now. It's just incredible. It's incredible. So good. And I've, I also recently got Animal from a charity shop. Mm. So I'm like, I mean, interesting. I've got Animal, which I've not read yet. But yeah, so that, that was a massive highlight. Again, read in December. It's like I'd saved everything till there. I had. Must have been. <laughs> must have been. Um, another one I really enjoyed was Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zorna, Zauna, who is the singer... I think her singer name is Japanese Breakfast. Mm-hmm. Is the band or is that her artist name? I don't know. But she is a phenomenal writer. And this book um, is a kind of memoir on the death of her mother. And it explores grief. It heavily, She heavily writes about food and how food is such a huge thing in Japanese culture. And how... It's a massive sort of centrepiece to to their family and Mm. how it's, you know, so many of their traditions and so many of their family routines were kind of crafted around food. And obviously I am a massive foodie, so the food writing was exquisite. (laughs) But it was just such a powerful book and really, really moving. I'm always fascinated reading about mother-daughter relationships. And and the thing that I loved about that is that she didn't shy away from the fact that their relationship wasn't perfect. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is brave for people to do once somebody's passed because, yeah. you know, people have a lot to say about, you know, speaking ill of the dead and all that kind of stuff. But what mother-daughter relationship is perfect? Yeah. You know, if you tell me that yours is, you're lying. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's not. And I just thought that it was such an incredible book. Have, have you got a copy of that? I, I know, I know. <clears throat> oh my god, that is literally your. I, my kind of, of like, tea, like, like catnip. Oh my god, yeah. But it's catnip. But speaking of dead mums. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, I'm glad my mum died was one of my top reads. Top yes. Reads of the yes. Year by Jeanette McCurdy. It was just fabulous. Like, mm. just so honest, truthful. Um, and again, it's a non-fiction memoir about Jeanette and her life and her relationship with her mother, who was very controlling and mm. would say abusive, I would say abusive, and about how that affected her mm. whole life trajectory, you know, and about how her death changed her mm. um, and changed her perspective of her own sense of yeah it's just so well written you know people and i know people will do this they will they they look at a celebrity memoir and i say celebrity in air quotes and they go yeah be any good um but it's the same experience i had reading a heart that works by rob delaney another book very much about grief a, a different side of grief but but again just absolutely breathtakingly good Mm. And yeah, I can't recommend those two books enough. Speaking of memoirs, I and celebrity memoirs, I am very much excited to pick up uh, 
making a scene by Constance Wu. Mm. It just sounds so much like a bit of me. It's it about is. her time <laughs> waitressing for years as she tried to succeed as an actor. July. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although I've switched out waitressing at the minute for working in schools. Oh, and yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a whole life. thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> So what else have you what else was in your top top list? Uh Misfits by Michaela Cole. Nice. Tiny read, incredible. If you haven't watched her, I think it's called the McTaggart Lecture. I don't know. I'm gonna link it in the show notes anyway. Um it's an incredible lecture that she does. Um it's really worth a watch. Um I think it's about 50 minutes. And it's about her experience of growing up in a council estate and going to drama school and what that looked like for her as a black young person from a council estate mm. you know she grew up mm. in a in a working class lower class community mm. and how that looked you know stepping into a space where nepotism and wealth are such a huge everywhere. yeah they're everywhere in the acting world unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> no shade her but you know um and yeah it's about like her growing up her going into drama school and then her leaving drama school and you know the stuff that she was asked to do in drama school that was not PC let's put it like it was yeah it was dodgy and you know how she wasn't really valued as a black actor and how you know when she left drama school she ended up basically paving her own way as an actor Mm. by creating her own work and it's just such an inspiring story for any actors out there for any aspiring creatives to be honest It's such an inspiring story, and I think she's just an incredible creator, like one of the best creators of our time. Like everything she touches is golden. Um, if you've not watched, I may just I may destroy you. Yet. Get it on your list, guys. Oh BBC iPlayer. It's incredible. I've never watched anything like it. No, it's amazing. Ever. It's amazing, and I just yeah, I just think she's an incredible writer, and I really really value that book, Misfits. Mm. Um, so even if you don't get a chance to watch them at Target Lecture, get that book. It won't take you long to read. I think I read it in a couple of hours, if that. Nice. But it's so good. It was so good and it really stuck with me. So Talking of fantastic writers, look at this for a segue. There we go. Um, <clears throat> my One of my top reads was Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. Yes. Who I think is unparalleled in the way that she can write characters. Incredible. And we also did an interview with we did. Maggie we Shipstead. Did. She was Just our first one. <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, Great Circle was also one of my favourite reads of mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. You've got a friend in Tenet as well as, again, a lovely companion piece. Um, Not so much to, to Great Circle, but if you just love her writing. Yeah. That was her short story collection. But um, but Great Circle is just, it's just filled with everything I love. Yeah. Like, you know, aviation and... and Actors. Actors and... Women. Women. Women-centred stories. Just everything. Relationships. So sibling good. dynamics. There's a little mystery in there. There is. But yes, yeah, just absolutely just brilliant. And again, that's another thing I don't like the size that you off. It's a little bit yeah. chunky. It's not massive, but it's chunky. I read that on a week holiday and it was incredible. But the paperback version doesn't feel as chunky for some reason. It Just feels, no. feels alright, so... But um, yeah, well worth, well worth. Hundred percent. I read. Now I was torn because you forced me to cut down my top ten reads of the year to oh, yeah. a top five. Ten is t- um, too much. I also so I would have said ten. Great Circle, but I was torn between Great Circle and The School for Good Mothers by Jasmine Chan, which I loved. I love a dystopian, and this was just an incredible dystopian about an Asian American woman who 
is struggling with motherhood and uh, leaves her child at home for an hour and mm. the fallout of that and it is what it says on the tin, you know, there's this, there's the invention of a school for good mothers and anybody that's, that isn't perceived as the most perfect parent is kind of chucked into the arena for going to the school and it's it's really like oh, it's soul destroying this book like yeah. it's it's one of the few but like books really make me cry but that made me cry and I was so like furious reading it yeah yeah um like it really like and I'm not I can't even imagine reading this as a mother I'm not a mother and I was really infuriated by it I was just I found it so frustrating to read I just felt like she was completely misunderstood and purposefully misunderstood yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just a really, really great book. And I just think, I've, I've listened to a couple of interviews now with Jasmine Chan and she's just a really lovely person. Just, I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to see what she writes next. And also, that has had the right sport oh, to it as well, we to be adapted. What was that? Now, what? I was I was a fan of it. I did enjoy it. But was not it your favourite? I, th- I think I struggled with the second half. <clears throat> Yeah, I struggled with some of the decisions that were made. Yeah, narratively, um, but um, the concept and the delivery was really, really good. Yeah, and also I'm a bigger fan of dystopians than you are. Yeah, I, I so I think I was. Picky. I've not read a really good dystopian until 2022 when I read mm. um, Dreamland and the School of Good Mothers. Dreamland, was yeah, exceptional, and I was like. Oh my god! Finally, I found good dystopian stuff. Yeah, I've heard the Deloriad by Missouri Williams is like I've heard this incredibly good and bonkers. Yeah, dystopian. Yeah, there is a dystopian that I'm looking forward to the adaptation of this year, which is Leave the World Behind. I'm looking forward oh, to the adaptation of that. Yes, yes. which is going to um, be on Netflix. Denzel's in it, isn't he? He's mentioned in the book, but I think. He pulled out. I never. Yeah. Oh, and although he's still on the cast list, which I'm confused about because it doesn't say what character he is. So I don't know if he's making a cameo or whether he's actually oh, in it or not. But right. I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be one of the leads in it. Yeah. And he has, he's not in it now. It's the actor that was in The Green Book. Oh, I've not Ma- watched it. Mash. Ma- Mashala Ali. Ali. Yeah, he was in Him, it. He's like... in it. Yeah, he's in it. Oh, he's good. So yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, so I'm excited to watch that. The book, I enjoyed the book, but it felt like it ended in an odd place for me. Yeah, I love that. I love no. not knowing. I was disappointed by the end and I wanted more. I yeah, wanted but more. You're, you're the type of person that likes everything explained and it to be like, there you go. There it is the on a plate. You're stop making me do so much work, guys. And I like to be left hanging. I like to be like, damn it. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. Did you have another one? I did, yeah. Oh, go on. Your last one. Hit us up. It's You know what it's going to be. I'm furious that this wasn't your top of the year. Furious. <laughs> it came very close. It just got unbelievable. The um, and that is Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason. Have we mentioned that on the podcast before? I don't, I don't think we've ever It's just this really, it. like, um, obscure. small, obscure book <laughs> that nobody's really heard of, you know. Uh, no, it is my... Dream book. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this countless times. If you go back and listen, you'll know. Um, and the ones who follow us religiously, guys, you just know. Um, so good. Yeah, loved it. Loved everything about it. The most honest portrayal of mental health mm-hmm. I've ever read in a yeah. novel before. 
or since I've still not found anything that can even re like remotely touch how good this book is um I'd recommend it to anyone with the huge caveat of it will it will mentally destroy you yes. <laughs> it's a really difficult read yeah it but is. it's so worth it and, and especially to I would say to people who live with people who struggle with mental health mm. it, who who may need to understand a little bit more about what goes on in somebody's head yeah I think it's it's a wonderful wonderful portrayal of that it's so honest and visceral and so good so Just good so good guys but if yeah. you've not read it yet what the friggin hell are you doing stop what listening what are you doing turn the podcast off go and order it it's the only time we'll... to turn it off <laughs> it's the only time we'll tell you for Soren Bliss sorry oh now let's look forward to 2023 Lydia forward. yeah what are you looking forward to um in the bookish world in the bookish nobody world nobody cares about your life sorry oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> do not <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I am looking forward to uh, this year's women's prize yes oh my god I was thinking about that in bed mm -hmm. last night that's probably why I couldn't sleep yeah probably why <laughs> Um, I always get excited about the um, the list. I felt like last year was a little bit, mm, um, you know, it didn't have as many big hitters on it as I thought. Sauron Bliss was on it, so... No, but, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know. It felt a little bit fragmented in places. Was Crit Circle on it last year? No, it was year before, wasn't it? Mm, what? Yeah. What, one? This year. Oh, it was the Book of Foreman Emptiness one, yeah. so yeah. Ruth is there. I've still not read it. Um, <coughs> but, book fear. But um, but yes, I'm really excited about that because I feel like panel's good this year. So I feel like it'll but be... But on it, isn't she? Yeah. I feel like it's going to be really good. Um, a really good list. I always love like the different mix of, of, of novels. Yeah, it is always interesting because you get a real flavour of what those writers in particular people, mm -hmm. not, they're not always just writers, but mm -hmm. who, what the women on the panel what books they're drawn to yeah because there is a sense of bias i mean that's why they have a few few of them on the panel don't they yeah because you know it is books that they're more drawn to that they're going to choose yeah yeah so you really get a sense of that and i think you know that's why like pandora sykes you know she was a huge advocate for sorrow and bliss yeah you said that bundy neveristo when she was chair she um wanted a lot of twin themed yeah stories. there was like three sets of twin stories in it or something um, loads of stuff about duality and like I think with last year as well with Dorothy Coonson there was yeah. a lot of, of ghost stuff yes there was you know, yeah. spiritual things which mm. you know it's it's cool it's really exciting to get different chances to read read these types of novels and stuff but but yeah it didn't feel as cohesive as it felt in previous years but although one thing I do love about the women's prize list is that there are, are some books on there that maybe wouldn't have got the platform that they do mm. without the women's prize you know mm. people might not you know there's stuff on there that i probably wouldn't have ever heard of like salt lake yeah that's no, what i mean yeah that, you know yeah. stuff like that that i wouldn't have heard of unless it had been platformed by the women's prize you know because yeah. they you know they held those books up and were like this is one of the great reads of the year wow okay well it's got that green sticker on the front you're yeah like, you're like, i can trust that <laughs> being drawn in book line and sinker um but i'm also excited for the memory of animals by claire fuller Yes. Friend of the pod. Yes. Very excited for that. Because she's just amazing. She is. Talking of women's prize. Thanks to women's prize that I discovered her. Yeah. Again, that was a And you've got a backlog to get through. She's got a back. I know. Don't even. Books, Don't even. I know. Um, I am looking forward to a book that's been published by Faber 
Faber, hit me up if you want to send me up. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm excited for Big Swiss by Jen Began. I think that's how you say her name. I've never heard of this. This is, has already, before it's been published, had the rights bought for it. Oh my god. adapted. <laughs> and Jodie Comer. No. Yes, is going to be in it, which I'm very excited for. Not our Jodie. Our Jodie. Love her. Um, So, let me read you what it's about. Introducing Big Swiss, we are thrilled to be publishing the wildly brilliant and funny new novel from Jen Began, soon to be a major HBO series. You know it's going to be good if it's HBO. Starring Jodie Comer. Big Swiss, that's Greta's nickname for her. She is tall and she's from Switzerland. Greta can see her now, dressed top to toe in white. That adorable gap between her two front teeth, her penetrating blue eyes. Well... That's how Greta imagines seeing her. They haven't actually ever met in person, nor has Greta actually ever been to Switzerland. Greta and Big Swiss are not in the same room or even the same building. Greta is miles away, sitting at a desk in her own house, wearing only headphones, fingerless gloves, a kimono and leg warmers, transcribing this disembodied voice. What Greta doesn't know is that she's about to bump into Big Swiss in real life in the local dog park. And in doing so, a new and not entirely honest relationship is going to be born. A relationship that will transform both of their lives. Oh, now that does sound good. And there's a video for it. And it's a sex therapist. Fantastic. So that's all I need to say. <coughs> I uh, so I'm really excited for that. Are there any books that you are also looking forward to? Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is bad because I've still not read any of her work yet. But um, RF Quang's got a new... A book coming out called Yellow Face. Yeah. Which sounds That's the writer of Babel now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writer of Babel and the Poppy War. I've got so both books much still have not read. That book. I know. So much hype. I think it might be one of my next reads. And I've seen a lot of people actually that aren't into because it's fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like an allegorical allegorical tale um of like modern society and like colonialism and about um it's it's like animal farm without the animal. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's meant to be very, very good. People that aren't necessarily fantasy readers that have mm-hmm. raved about that book. And most so. people have raved about the Poppy War as well, and I've still not read it. I haven't read that either. It's, no. it, it's part of a trilogy. Another couple of books I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. are the new Caleb Azuma Nelson book, Small oh, Worlds, yes. and Megan Nolan's new book, uh, which I have forgotten the name of. Um oh. But Megan Nolan is the author of Acts of Desperation, which is amazing. Let me find you out. You can tell me off because I've still not read it. Yeah, ridiculous. You bought it me a year ago. It's away. <laughs> uh, Ordinary Human Failings. Oh, Excellent title. title. And that is out in June. Um, but yeah, I am very excited for those two. Acts of Desperation by Megan Nolan and Open Water by Caleb Azuma Nelson were both two of my favourite ever reads. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to their new stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, lots of exciting stuff to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Are there any more on your list? I'm excited for the new Stephen King, whatever it will oh, be. Shut up. I'm sorry, but <laughs> uh, I can always bet 100% that I will get a new Stephen King a year. Uh, usually it comes out about September, October time. And I really want him to do another um, one with hard case crimes. I um, wonder if he ever actually has to market his novels to his publishers or whether he just sends sends so. a book in. I just think they don't even edit it. <laughs> I, like, I reckon he just sends it in. Like, right, right, there was, you go. That's I was new watching book. him talk about his process and um, he was talking to George R. R. Martin, the guy who does yeah. Game of Thrones. 
And um, he, was, he was like, um, George was saying, like, oh, it takes him like six weeks to get four pages written. And even then, he thinks it's terrible. And Stephen King was like, yeah, I write about four pages a day when he's in work mode. Mental. And it can take him like like three months and he's written a book. Like, he's that good at it, but he, but he treats it like a job. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Well, it is a job. Well, yeah, but you know, like, he's got these set hours and he will sit down and he has yeah. to reach this goal. Yeah. And if he doesn't write four pages, even if those four pages are trash, if he doesn't write those so-and-so words, then he has to carry on sitting there until it's done. Well, I mean, and that shows why he's so successful, exactly. doesn't it, really? Um, Meanwhile, um, I can't get myself to sit down and finish a bloody play. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've been working on it for a while. Um, and there's also a new, uh, I think it's an anthology or a short story collection um, that me and you are both excited about. 14 Days. Oh, yes. Margaret Atwood. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who else is collaborating on it. but um, Celeste Angus. Yeah. Um, and it's about a tower block in lockdown and all the different stories of the people who live there Very by a different writer so good which is fantastic and I think it's similar to like uh, I think Marple that's just come out where every a lot of different people have written now but yeah so that's that's something that I'm excited about and I've just received a proof from work that is Wayward by Amelia Hart mm. which I was not excited about but having spoken to a recent guest I'm now absolutely 100% excited about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. I'm like, yes, I need to get to it. Basically, it sounds like a load of fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that soon. I think my only other one that I can think of that I'm really excited for is um, a writer that I've not read anything by before, but there's been so much hype around this book. And she is one of the writers on Shit's Creek, which is oh. all I really need to know um, because I adored Shit's Creek so much. Um, and that is really good, actually, by Monica Heisey. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Very excited because it's been really got funny. It on pre-order. I have indeed. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, at this time of year, guys, <clears throat> it's really, really important to pre-order your books, especially with indie bookshops, but with any bookshop. Pre-order your books because it means that the publishers will know to print more. Yes. And it's 100% good to support the authors that you know, mm. that you love, and that you're going to want to see more of. Pre-order the books. Yeah, 100%. Well. Or even, you know, if you've not read their work before and you don't love, you know, you don't know if you love them yet. If it's a book that you're really intrigued by and you know you're going to buy anyway, why don't you just pre-order it? Because it will massively help debut authors and we are kicking off our debut author season we might have already kicked it off by the time this episode goes out but uh we have a new debut author season so we're going to be bringing you lots of debut authors this year Mm -hmm. um celebrating them and their work and uh, we're really excited for it um top of your tbr might be taking a bit of a back seat for the time being um as we have a lot of book club episodes to go out and a lot of debut author um, episodes to go out um but like i said before we are going to try and slot in more of these mini shows so you can just hear us talking shit whilst you drive to work whilst you go on silly little mental health walks for your silly little brain yeah like me they're important they're important although we hate them but i mean i don't trust i don't walk but... what are your dog sometimes i have to podcast she's desperate <laughs> 
But um, that is all we've got time for today because I said to Lydia we're doing 15 minutes and it's now 35, so we are leaving to go buy more books. We actually are going to go bookshop. I'm going to go check out a new bookshop in Manchester. I'm very excited. It's called House of Books and Friends, I think, Um, but we will report back on that. We will. I'm very excited for it. But listeners, as always, please do rate, review and subscribe as it helps to boost us in the charts. Please give us a follow at A Pair of Bookends Pod on Instagram or on Twitter and TikTok, which is at A Pair of Bookends. If you have any recommendations for us or any authors that you want us to invite on the show, please do email us at a pair of pod at gmail.com. And apart from that, I think that's it from us. That's it from us. It's been emotional. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs>